podcast where I introduce my friends and loved ones to progressive rock music and they in turn get me to listen to well whatever they want and this season or this episode we have a really special returning guest of Megan. Megan has had me listen to a handful of albums already and this one she came a swinging. I'm really excited to talk to you about this really interesting project that she's introduced to me and I get her to listen to one of my all-time favorites. Uh, my probably my favorite um progressive metal band if i'm being perfectly honest so i'm really excited for you guys to dive into this one and uh, find out what we've got in store as always a huge shout out to olena alinsky for uh designing the show's graphic as well as explosive ear candy for the uh their track all together now which is the soundtrack to this podcast so without further ado let's dive in come along Uh, welcome back, Megan. Hi. Woohoo. Woo! <laughs> One of my all time favorite people. I love talking about music, and uh, this is my ultimate quest to try to get you into progressive rock. Um, oh, I don't know if it's going to work, Michael, but like, <laughs> you keep trying. <laughs> I keep trying. You know, it's the little engine that could. Um, so, for those that don't know, do you want to give a quick introduction and how we know one another? Yeah, we're friends. Five mm-hmm. years officially. This it May. is. Or, well, we'll be in September technically, but like mm-hmm. five years. Um, we used to work together at a little nonprofit and we were desk buddies and mm-hmm. we bonded over uh, what everything. Did we bond essentially. Over? Everything, yeah. I guess. Not ABBA, though. <laughs> <laughs> One day I'll get you to listen to ABBA. So I guess I'm not going to be listening to ABBA today then. No, not today. Because I was hoping you would do like a special where you would bring people who've been forcing you to do ABBA. But... I mean, maybe I'll do like a birthday special where I get like you and Lauren and Stephanie and Bethany on as like a tag team to try to get me to listen to ABBA. And I'll get you to listen to like some, I don't know, Swedish, Norwegian death metal or something like that. Yeah, which is also why I'm upset that you did not like my last pick because you freaking listened to death metal. Like I, I, I know. I know. After it's... our podcast episode, <laughs> I walked out of the room. I looked to my roommate, and he was like, "How did it go?" I was like, "He hated it." And we were all. I was dis. He was disappointed. I was disappointed. I it lasted a week or two. Like yeah. I can't. Still can't believe you didn't like it. I'm so I'm sorry. I'm not gonna lie. I did not listen to Genesis again. Half because like I didn't really want to, and other the other half is because I, in spite that in you spite. did not like. Oh no, regrets. that hurts. That <laughs> yeah. hurts. I have regrets now. Oh, <laughs> oh boy. 
Well, I mean, I can't, I can't be anything but me. So I, I just, I couldn't do it. Um, I, I know I, it's okay. Yeah. Again, I appreciate where they're coming from. It just didn't land with me. That's all. That's all it was. That's fine. Yeah. I was like telling my roommate, he was, I was like, he didn't like how uh, pop punk because like the music is like, I don't know, like you, you enjoy like the instruments. I don't know mm-hmm. how technical terms. Yeah. 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 I don't. And he was like, what? pop punk is amazing and he went off and I was like okay I'm a newbie in pop punk so don't like right yeah. yeah it's just yeah it's a genre that I I have a difficult time with um but I, that doesn't necessarily mean that I won't try with different artists you know I always I never write any genre off completely it's just like well that wasn't the one that did it for me that's all mm-hmm. so yeah but um I'm I'm pretty excited about this one. I'm pretty excited about this one. I'm not going to lie. Um, do you want me to talk about the the album and artist that I have chosen for you? Or would you like to do that one for me? Either or. It's your podcast. Which You, okay. you, seem, you, you go first. You seem very excited. I am very excited. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> I have... Um, the last two records that I had to listen to were from artists that I kind of knew you would at the very least enjoy. Like I went in knowing that, um, and this is the first one that I'm like, I'm not quite sure, but I have faith. I have faith. Um, this is from one of the largest um, symphonic metal bands out there. Um, and I don't know if I would even qualify them as a symphonic metal. They're, they're much more of like a straight up progressive metal band. Uh, they started in the early 2010s and skyrocketed right onto the progressive rock airways. And in my mind, they revolutionized what progressive metal was doing. And there were so like all the bands that came out after that were sticking to the mold that they had laid down. So this is one of my all time favorite bands. I've seen them like four times um and i'm pretty excited for you to listen to it um now if you don't connect with it that's perfectly fine i'm not pressuring you or anything i'm just uh this is one of my favorites oh man i'm like on the edge of my seat because like i don't technically typically like heavy metal stuff Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. and that's why i've always wanted to go to one like an underground concert like my old roommate slash friend he like goes to all these like concerts for heavy metal bands and I was like I want to experience it once I just want to be there to experience a mosh pit I'm not going to participate in the mosh pit but like look at right. all the people like why do you go to these shows yeah but COVID hit COVID hit yeah uh, <laughs> well the next time like once everything opens back up I will take you because it really is one of the greatest things I don't mosh but what I'll do is I'll stand on the periphery of the mosh and just help people that fall out it's yeah, that's, what, that's me too. I'm mm-hmm. only stand behind you and watch <laughs> you do that. Yeah, it's it's a great time. So the the band that I'm getting you to listen to is called Haken. Uh, it's okay. H-A-K-E-N. They are from the UK. Um, and I was kind of debating which album to give you, but I figured I'd give you their debut album, their first album. Um it is a concept album, as a lot of the albums that I have my friends listen to. Um, and it's 
probably my favorite from them. Like it always kind of wavers back and forth, which one I like more, this one or their third album. But I think at the end of the day, I like this one a little bit more um, because of the variety of music that's found on here. Um, there's a number of tracks that are kind of uplifting and happy. They're not just like beating you over the head with metal the whole time. Um, and yeah, there's some very somber stuff as well. The whole concept without giving too much away is about a fisherman who uh, hooks a mermaid and what he does with it. So. Cool. That's, that's uh, what I've got for you. And I'm pretty excited to hear your take on it. Great. I'm nervous. I'm very nervous. <laughs> <laughs> this will be good. This will be good. This will be good. Okay. You want to know what you'll be listening to? I can't from- wait. Okay, I think you may like this because um, thinking back when we were work desk buddies, I always noticed you like when you were doing the webinars, you would have the lo-fi YouTube music on with the girl at the desk, like everyone yeah. knows, knows yeah, that. Yeah. And this, um, I would say it's like SoundCloud artist, lo-fi, like okay metal like not metal um mellow pop sort of is it like dream pop or synth wave they're like it's like an r&b pop group okay 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 with yeah um they they're recently new they formed in 2017 um the story goes drake's audio engineer and adele's vocal coach mad at a bar mitzvah and they knew each other through like mutual friends right so they were like chatting it up and formed this group Mm -hmm. um they go anonymously so it's uh but if you google search you can figure out who they are who they are um and you're gonna be listening to their debut album as well um it's shorter so you could also listen to their second one they only have two um but so the band is called Emotional Oranges, and the record is The Juice Volume 1. I love their name. That's sort of why I said I wanted that you to is... listen to them. And I'm also just, like, they've been in a session, and every time I've been on this podcast, I make you listen to whatever I'm obsessed <laughs> with. So um, I, I love I love the, the name, because this, like, hey, uh, harkens back to, like, the late 60s, early 70s psychedelic names like uh, atomic rooster and strawberry alarm clock and um like the psychedelic fudge so i'm loving that emotional oranges i yeah and um not to give too much away they'll you'll find some influences from the 70s and maybe in the 90s in their music but um yeah uh if you want i my interpretation of this album is that it's not like a fisherman hooks a mermaid. It's more so like a guy and a girl meet and like their relationship. Mm-hmm. So I hope you interpret that as well, that I'm not just wrong. <laughs> oh no. I, I hope you enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is a short album. It's not even a half hour long. I know. So if you want to listen to the volume two as well, um, I'm not prepared to talk about volume two. I can tell you what songs I like on volume two, but I have, okay. I can, I can do. De- probably have more information on volume one i will i will dive deep into volume one and i'll listen to it a couple of times because i believe aquarius 
the album that I have for you is 72 minutes. Oh, geez. So you can, I can listen to this like three or four times. Yeah. In your, in your run. Um, I apologize. Um, but I know you can, I know you can handle it. So. I know. I also want dinner. So I'm like, but I also want to take notes. So I got to figure out how to like. How, how to balance gonna... this. It's yeah. going to be, it's going to be fine. We'll have lots of time to discuss. So. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to listening to the emotional oranges and I know you're going to have some good times with, uh, with Haken and Aquarius. Okay. okay. I'm, I'm, I'm nervous, but I'm excited. <laughs> All right. I know the future's on our side. with that megan and i go into our own separate silos to listen to one another's music i get to listen to the uh the emotional oranges and she gets to listen to haken i can't wait for you guys to hear what we've got in store for both of those really excited to talk about the uh the emotional oranges and i'm really excited to hear what megan has to say about haken as always i want to do a little bit of a shout out to those who are supporting me on patreon uh the first one i want to shout out is a long-term um supporter of rick phillips and rick has been with me from the very beginning so thank you very much rick as well as a newer individual of robert goldstein so thank you rick and robert some double r's today if you want to be cool like both of these individuals head on over to my patreon account it's patreon slash notes reviews that's patreon slash notes reviews and uh even a dollar a month really does go a long way uh i'll shout you out on this podcast proper as well as you'll end up in my uh end credits on my um my youtube videos uh and you can actually watch this on youtube if you aren't already uh that's at uh quid prog quo uh and um if you're watching this on youtube you can also check me out wherever you can find your podcast same name uh if you want to find out more of what i'm doing hit me up over at notes reviews as well as notes on tabletop role-playing games where i'm talking about my different role-playing games that i love to play anyway that's enough about me and promoting my own material let's head back into the podcast proper find out what megan thought of haken and what i thought about the emotional oranges I gotta, I gotta know, how was that? Uh, I don't, I was, I knew you were gonna ask me this, and I was like, what am I gonna tell him? I what really- are you gonna tell me? I really don't know. I guess it was oh. fine. Like I, okay, okay. I'm not gonna listen to it again. But <laughs> oh no! Because <laughs> like, can you please explain what prog music is? Is it just like the weirdness of it? Like I, I really, <laughs> I see the connection of all the three albums I listen to, but right. I'm still very like, what is it now? Yeah, it's really hard to kind of like nail down when you're coming to like genres. In my mind, there are like two expressions when it comes to progressive rock, Um, Mm -hmm. like two kind of ways to differentiate. Uh, The one is 
within the music itself and the other is within the context of other genres of music. So within the first part, usually it's tracks that are long in length, like, you know, going in towards six to even 20, sometimes 30 minutes. Um, there's an emphasis on musicianship, um, different time signatures, um, lengthy keyboard and guitar solos, um, very flowery uh, lyrics, you know, very, um, sometimes they tell stories. Um, they don't rely on just like love or social interactions. Sometimes it's about wizards or space operas or a fisherman catching a mermaid. Um, and for me, that's kind of the, um, the distilled quality of progressive rock and it can take on many different styles like that's why there's like progressive folk music or progressive rock music or progressive metal music um okay because my yeah. other thought was is was not as heavy metal as i thought it was i yeah. was preparing for like 20 minutes of like <laughs> <laughs> you you and sarah both were like i was afraid for growls and i wouldn't do that to you guys on your first venture out uh now there are a few growls in this album but there's only like maybe one moment with it in it like in the first song yeah within the first song so yeah um yeah so i guess that's why you can have like technical death progressive rock or technical death metal because mm -hmm. those tracks generally go into like the 10 minute mark and there's a lot of screaming and growling. Um, so yeah, yeah. I would say that's my initial thought is that it wasn't as heavy metal as I thought it was gonna be. Okay. Um, I, I enjoyed the singing vocals. That's good. Um, and I also enjoyed how like very literal the story of the fisherman and the mermaid was yes unlike the last two albums where like the stories were like you had to interpret on your own yeah or with google's help <laughs> this this <laughs> they leave a very obvious breadcrumb trail of what's going on in the story yeah um other than that i there i noticed there was like a lot of like different types of genres like jazz and like mm -hmm. metal and prog in there and like polka at some point yes that's one of the things that i loved about this album so then i read someone's critique because like i had google up while i was listening to this yeah, might as well yeah yeah and like someone was saying like and i don't know if i agree with this or not but like do you think they were just like throwing everything at the wall and then seeing what would stick because to they wrote it I read that they wrote it first on piano and yeah. this guy I think complaint was like some of the song structures structures were like on the weaker side hmm. I can see where he's coming from and I can see where it is very much throwing the thing on the wall and seeing what sticks mm -hmm. for me I love the variety and how each new expression still leads towards the the, the theme of the song going on. So mm -hmm. like those moments where you're having polka or ragtime type of a, a song, that's a little bit of like the celebration, the oddness of it. Like this guy pulls a mermaid out of the, the water. Like what's, 
it's both joyous I'm off at this guy also <laughs> oh yeah he is not a good guy that's one of the I, things like he is not a good guy oh i i took notes for a song for a song i don't know if we're gonna do that in this let's episode. do it yeah let's do it um okay so do, 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 do. what was it oh the second song yeah why didn't i write the title on i believe okay. that streams yes it is streams and at first, I thought the verses in the first part, because it's divided into threes, sounded very 90s pop female, like Thousand mm-hmm. Miles. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's very, it's very uplifting. I love how... But then, always... like, the second part is, like, so angry. Yes. Because, like, I think that's the turn of the event when she realizes she's in the aquarium. Yeah, yeah. Which I, en- like, I like, I, I enjoy those moments in songs when, like, yeah, it switches, right? It, yeah. it fluctuates. You go from behind it. That's so. right. Yeah, it's not just we're going from one mo- emotion to another for no apparent reason. It is that realization of oh, okay, this is what's going on. Yeah. Um, and then like with that song, <laughs> I um I wrote the quote: "All our journey will end at the same destination." And I just mm-hmm. thought that was very powerful line. That's- yeah, I love the poeticness of this. I was talking about the first song, the second song, but I, yeah. I'm going to move on. I was right about to move on to the third. So yeah, go for it. Okay, yeah. Cause so- the third song is one of my favorites. So I'm really excited to hear your thoughts about this one. Okay. So I interpreted, which I think was pretty obvious that it was, he caught the mermaid and that was using her for fame and fortune. Yeah. Like sold her to the circus and stuff in it infuriated me so much <laughs> yeah but also I think the music just sort of made it seem very gross like yeah. I don't know why I just I was just like oh and like I could also visualize this as like a dark like Tim Burton live action movie with like a mm-hmm. montage of like mm-hmm. the catch and the big wa- out of waves of the sea yep. or whatever yep. like that and like just with this song on top of it like mm-hmm. I don't know it, yeah, I, yeah. It, it, just, it just pissed me off. I was just like, oh, come on. No, it's it's fair. Like it is a very emotive song in that sense. And this is one of those, like, I love the musical interlude because it is kind of like at this circus. So, you know, circuses are supposed to be this fun and happy place, you know, the greatest show on earth. And yet when you actually get down to it, it's kind of a horrific thing. Especially like in terms of like the care of animals and I mean even when like circuses were first getting out the horrific treatment of people so yeah it's it's this really strange dichotomy within that yeah and then I think uh the fourth song with internal rain I just wrote like he realizes the mistake of the capture mm-hmm, uh mm-hmm. Johnny and the Flood was the surprisingly the fifth song that I and the first but the first song for me that I felt like was getting closer to what I thought was heavy metal like interesting yep it had a lot of the 
what I think of as heavy metal. Um, yeah, because I love the buildup. or whatever. I, yeah, I love the buildup at the end where it's that massive climb to that uh, drowning in the flood uh, motif. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I remember watching them play this live and just getting like emotional during this track. this is the thing with the six track son yeah. like it was very peaceful but i did not feel for the guy after no. the loss <laughs> like he used the mermaid uh-huh. like i don't know if we're supposed to feel for him because of the soundtrack being so the sound being so peaceful but um, no 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 it's it's left to interpretation like they don't this is one of the things i love about this particular concept they don't force feed you what you're supposed to feel they're Mm -hmm. just kind of presenting you with this is what happened uh so i think it's more of like the music that he would be listening to it's like kind of representing where he's at and whether or not you buy it oh god (laughs) do you think this guy fell in love with the mermaid i don't uh i think he did i think he did um do you think he she loved him that i don't think so no i think that's the typical um i think she may have at the very beginning but after everything that he did there was no way he was it's kind of that Mm -hmm. betrayal within the human nature that she sees human nature for what it actually is or at least represented through this individual um and it's kind of that um i think for both sides um he fell in love with the idea of what it like what it could mean for him Mm -hmm. whereas she fell in love with the companionship and seeing somebody that's different than what she's used to and then how the remorse from him after seeing what he's done and essentially reaping what he's sowed and the remorse uh and for her it's that betrayal mm-hmm. and so for him it's almost like a double uh a double betrayal uh because now he can never get her back like even if he were to get her back it, she would not take him back for sure no who would Jeez. yeah i know some guys right mm-hmm. and then yeah. for the last song i just wrote polka <laughs> <laughs> But also I've got like the songs are so long. I think we, yeah. I think I repeat this every single time I talk to you, Michael, in this yeah. podcast. I do not like long songs. I, I know long of songs. I know, I know. Like there's some songs that like like I think the six, seven mark will be probably the longest I would go. Uh-huh. But uh-huh. by the time I got to the seventh song, I'm not gonna lie, I started watching a YouTube video. Oh, and it's and it's, it's a sh- go for it, go for it. I was gonna say, and I read it's people's favorite song, and I was like yeah yeah it's my favorite song off of this album and i would again i'm not going to tell you what to do but i would recommend re-listening to it uh, just because um it has um snippets from almost every track in it at one point or another 
um, which is where there's the callback to the polka, where there's the callback to the ragtime. Uh, but what I particularly love is the big crescendo near the end point where there's this like revolution where she's uh, found her way back home and leaves the humanity behind her um, and basically says, screw you to the guy, right? Mm-hmm. So that's, I, I don't know. I, this is one of the few songs where if I'm See, in- I did not, I, Oh, sorry to cut you off. Go for like, it, go for I it. I didn't interpret any, I like read the lyrics and I was like, I don't know what the song's supposed to mean. Yeah. 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 It is kind of left to interpretation. That's how I've interpreted the last track. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just, I don't know, I have to be very careful because if I get into the track and I start listening to that final play out, I can get very emotional and I have, you know, been clocked at crying during this track. Um, oh. Yeah, I know. It's it's pretty, pretty embarrassing. But yeah, I just... No, to each, to each their own. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I love that that final track of Celestial Elixir. It's one of my favorites. Um, I think I've mainly touched upon most of the things. The one thing that I will add that we didn't is that, like, as I mentioned when I was introducing this album, this album helped influence and spark a lot of other bands to come out. Um, yeah, because, like, when yeah. you were talking about that, I was like, oh, they're from, like, the 70s or whatnot. No, they, they formed in, like, 2010. Yeah, yeah. This album came out in 2010. Um, and they've like, not only did they help newer bands come from nothing, they also helped shine the light on bands that were already out at that time due Mm. to the popularity of this one. And that's one of the reasons why I think they're my favorite metal, like my favorite progressive metal band. Um, and I find with each album, they try to reinvent themselves and they don't just play completely back to the masterpiece that this is. So yeah, I, that's what I have to say about it. Yeah. Like I, I just add that they, the point of like they form their newer band, a prog mm-hmm. rock band or whatever. Um, I leading up to this podcast, like this episode i was mm-hmm. i've been thinking about like it's progressive rock just in the 70s is that like a distinguishing factor of it because then i wanted to like i think why i chose emotional oranges is because like they are a soundcloud band i think they started on soundcloud and i was like oh i'm curious what a progressive rock soundcloud band would be mm. like is that a thing like and i guess like i maybe not exactly a thing but them being a newer band just proves that okay progressive rock is not like defined by an era of time yeah like and this is kind of where you get the um the different genre or i guess the different definitions of what progressive rock is because like definitely progressive rock got its start in like 1969 and kind of died from the public eye in like 1978 1979 Mm -hmm. um and 
that's kind of when like progressive rock had its heyday because it fit both of the ideologies of what I feel progressive rock is. So we had the first one that I already talked about, but the second one is pushing the music as a whole forward. So not doing what anybody else is doing, taking influences outside of whatever is popular at the time and um, allowing the song to like not being constrained by any preconceived notions of what music should be or what it should sound like. So in the seventies, both of these were the same thing because all those bands were putting out these sounds that had never been found before. And so when there was this other, um, like in the nineties and the two thousands, when progressive rock was starting to come back a little bit, a lot of people felt that it wasn't real progressive rock because it just sounded like the stuff from the seventies. And that's not, progressive right if anything that's mm -hmm. regressive right mm -hmm. so that's why i say like from the 90s there was kind of this split between the two ideologies of what progressive rock should be in the one camp you have these bands that are going back to the 70s and just recreating the soundscapes from that era but on the other hand you have other bands that are pushing the music forward they're not like they're taking the idea the spirit of that and applying it to the music now. So that's kind of where we've got. And I feel like Haken does both, but mainly they're hanging on towards that, the spirit of the seventies, but applying it to the metal music of today, which other bands before Haken has already done. Like metal was doing that from their inception in the eighties. So mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what my thoughts. <laughs> Well, I I'm actually took notes. So <laughs> I'm glad you didn't overtly hate it. Um, no, like I went, it's, I'll, I'm open to anything. Like, yeah. like, I think the more, the, my initial thought is like, this isn't heavy metal, but like it has some aspects of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that you didn't completely turn off and you gave it a chance. Um and oh yeah, geez, yeah. I'm, I'm nervous about what your thoughts on emotional oranges are. So uh, my thoughts about emotional oranges is um, I actually enjoyed them. I really had a good time with them. Yeah. So, yeah. Don't, hey. It was like such a ride. Yeah. Yeah. Album. Now, um, I think I liked their lo-fi somber tracks, like their more mellow tracks the mm -hmm. most. Like my favorite track off of theirs and I also took notes um is hold you back was my mm. favorite track off of there there was some really really nice low-end sounds that were coming out from that one I'm so over getting over all these fools that don't value my time I'm so over getting over all these losers that don't nurture my mind I get tired of the lies I can see through your eyes The one thing that I really did enjoy from all these tracks was how prominent the bass licks were uh, in setting down the tone and the, the meter of the album. Mm -hmm. um, and I could feel like Drake and Rihanna's love child in this. Like I can feel both of their essences on this because um, it does feel very similar to some of Drake's flow with Rihanna's personality on it. 
So I, I particularly loved Hold You Back. And I also loved the uh, track uh, Good To Me, the two smaller tracks off of the album. Like I was trying to think of the, like the the word for it, um, but like some of the bigger tracks, like "Personal," "Built That Way," and um, "Unless You're Drowning," I didn't like as much. They were still good, mm-hmm. um, but I didn't really connect with them as much as some of those smaller tracks. I just maybe I'm not a big fan of calling people out or like the diss track or things like that. Not gonna lie, unless you're drowning, it's like, like, man, that was, that was a stab in the heart. (laughs) Like it's raw. It's real. Like I want to find out who done them dirty to have this song written about them. I'm like, geez, like, don't call me unless you're drowning. Like, holy geez. And then I was like, when I listen to it, sometimes I'm thinking like, yeah, you know, I've had those moments where, like, I'm, like, mad at someone and I don't want to hear from them unless something... Like, drastic is, is going on, yeah. yeah. But, wow. So, maybe I just wasn't in the right frame of mind for that. Um, no, I, I, I see your point to that one. It's cool, I don't care about you. It's cool, I don't care about you. Don't hit me up unless you're drowning. Don't hit me up unless you're drowning. Couldn't care who you mess around with. really enjoyed a lot of the ebb and flow of this album like this had Mm -hmm. a really and I might be dating myself with this style of language but it had a really fresh flow to it yes it's been a while since I listened to an album that had a really good flow that had like a story that sort of just like went through the album Mm -hmm. like I know you listen to a lot of like you you listen to a lot of albums that are like that but like pop nowadays and r&b i find aren't isn't like that yeah or like it's hard to find so that's what yeah. i about it yeah and i don't like i don't really frequent pop and r&b all that much outside of you know taylor swift or Ava yeah. max or all those and like i don't i think like the last really big diss track that taylor put out was on uh, reputation and she's kind of distanced herself off of that so yeah we don't talk about that album see I, I love that album I don't I don't I don't really like Taylor Swift's like she's okay to me I'm not a huge like super fan like I'll listen to her right but like I just know that album I went left right <laughs> see and I like it's not my favorite album by any stretch but I think it's her most consistent album um Anyway, we're getting a little bit off topic. This is not this. a Taylor Swift This isn't a Taylor Swift episode, no. Um, so yeah, I really, really enjoyed the, the fresh flow of this album. And I think a lot of that had to do with 
the base work and more of the low end. So I can feel that hi-fi low end hip hops to study to. Mm -hmm. uh, that was probably the best way to introduce this album to me with, because I, I was like, immediately I knew exactly what I was getting in for. Yeah, I, I and I also did a re-listen. I've been listening to it nonstop, but like right. the, I just been listening to like a random playlist that they're on. So like their mm -hmm. songs are all over the place. But a couple of days ago, I listened, I re-listened to the album in full. And I, I think it was like the second track had like violins in the mm -hmm. song and stuff. And I was like, oh, I never noticed this before. But like, they're so subtle, but they add to this. Like, I thought they add to the song nicely. I don't know. I just thought it was, you can tell these two people, whoever they are, you can Google search and figure out. <laughs> <laughs> um, but to keep with their anonymous, A and V is what they go by. Um, right. You can tell they, they're expert in their field. Like, yeah, yeah. Like they, they took like the, the engineer aspect of their job, mm -hmm. their skill sets and the vocal coach and like merged yeah. into this yeah, masterpiece. Worked really, really well. And yeah, I, I agree that not only are they brilliant in structuring songs and structuring like a rhythm section, but they're also really brilliant in layering a song. Mm -hmm. um, because as you were mentioning, like there's a depth within these tracks that you can listen to them three, four, five times and still find things new about them. Even though for me, I find those on much more complex tracks, like what we were listening to with Haken. Like each time I'll notice there's different things in the background. And I, I particularly like it when it's on a very simple track. Mm -hmm. because and simple not in like a oh this is simple i don't like it but simple in it's um distilling a very complex idea you know it, it's something that i always say is it's easier to write a like a simple track than it is a more complex track but it's infinitely harder to write a good simple track than it is to write a good complex track mm-hmm so, and I feel like that can be applied to this album for sure. So, also, yeah. like, there was like, I didn't, I read an article also just to prepare myself for this podcast mm -hmm. episode. And like, uh, some, they were talking about how like the influence of 70s and some, some 90s. And that's mm -hmm. something else I was like, oh, yeah, I never I'm, trying it to, I'm trying to remember. I think it was built this way that reminded Emotions, me. Yeah. Of, yeah, uh, Built This Way for me was the one that kind of reminded me of like a 90s sound in the almost like a boy band instrumental piece. Just yes. with the rhythm section, it reminded me of a boy band that I used to love called Five. Uh, it had that kind of flair to it. I'm going to Google search who Five is. You, you have, oh man, I'm dating myself. Because again, I grew up in the 90s, right? So like. No, I might know. I just. They were the ones that did uh, Slam Dunk the Funk and um, When the Lights Go Out. Okay. Those were their two big tracks. It was one oh, of Oh, I know When the Lights Go Out. Yeah, baby, when the lights go out. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. I know yeah. that song. <laughs> I bought the tape just from that track alone. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. We're learning so much about you, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> I used to play that tape so often. It was it was good. It was a good time. Um, so, yeah, on that note, uh, thank you so much, Megan, for coming back on the podcast and uh, broadening my horizon with some emotional oranges. 
Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm glad I could redeem myself from the last episode I was on. You don't need to redeem yourself. You're always going to be in my high books. Come on. I know I have great music taste. You do. Yeah, just because I don't connect with an album doesn't necessarily mean it's bad. It just means I didn't connect with it. That's all. So I'm also interested in the next time I'm on what I'm obsessing about because we went from like Spanish music to mm-hmm. punk rock to mm-hmm. lo-fi R&B. Yeah. What is next? What is next? This is one of the reasons why I have you on because it's it's always a surprise and it's always a delight. So mm-hmm. this was a great time. Uh, is there anything you want to leave the listeners with? Anything you want them to be aware of? No, I mean, we're in lockdown. What, what else is new? I don't know. Uh, I know for me, like I'm already planning a separate podcast after this one. So um, no, maybe- I'm just gonna... <laughs> this is gonna this is embarrassing i'm gonna freak out of picking on an ac unit for my Ooh, new apartment that's right yes <laughs> good uh, luck and stay cool i'll try <laughs> <laughs> oh boy well thank you for coming on and thank you for listening and watching um if you want to see more of me check out um well, if you're listening to this on podcast, check it out on uh, YouTube because it's also there and vice versa. If you're listening to this or watching this on YouTube and you get to see our awesome faces, uh, check us out wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, yeah, I guess until next time, just keep sharing music, everybody. Yeah.